listening to Lead Defend, the podcast designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of your young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build your faith as you engage in a changing culture. Here are your hosts, Seth Tucker and Ryan Scantling. Hey, welcome back to Lead Defend Podcast. At, speaking of, the Lead Defend Conference is coming up real soon. The real first soon. weekend of March 2021. Hey, 2021, new year, new me. Seth, you have a New Year's resolution? My New Year's resolution is to be half as cool as Ryan Scantling. <laughs> you may can get there. Maybe. Probably not. Uh, well, we'll see. But by the way, I, I saw you post something on your Facebook. Maybe it was your wife, actually, Seth, about your son and what he did in 2020. Yeah, in 2020, my eight-year-old, who's been a Christian for about a year and a half, uh, he read the entire Bible from Genesis through Revelation in 2020. Wow. It was awesome. Eight years old. Yeah, eight years old, proud dad. Now, I mean, his reading level is extravagantly higher than his age. Sure. But he... uh, I mean, he just started in Genesis. We would talk about it at night, and he started off reading like 45 minutes a day, and then it turned into he was getting tired of keeping a time, and I was like, you don't have to keep time. I said, just read two chapters in the morning, two yeah. in the afternoon, whatever, and he was reading six chapters a day just on his own. Wow. Fun. So were there ever those moments where there was a word that he struggled with, and then he brought it to you? I'm thinking circumcision, where yeah, he yeah. just brought it up, and he's like, Dad, what's this? So he, he picked up based on context, a lot of knowledge that he had not had about sure. sex, circumcision, stuff like that. And we just talked about it, man. I, I was able to, uh, to to teach him, and he learned a lot of things that the world would love to teach him about from the Bible. And so uh, it, was, yeah. it was the right context to learn. Wow. But uh, he asked me one time, I don't know if I told this on the podcast or not, but he asked me one time, he said, um, he said, Dad, am I allowed to see you naked? And I'm like... <laughs> Son, you don't want to. <laughs> I'm like, son, uh, yeah, I don't understand, you know, why you asked that question. He said, well, in Genesis, um, Ham saw his daddy Noah naked, and he was cursed by God. And I was like, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> so he retained a lot of information, and, Dude, that's and awesome. it, led to, yeah, it led to awesome questions that yeah. he and I got to discuss. So. That's so cool. Well, speaking of the transition into yep. a new year, I've read a lot of reports about people changing jobs. In 2020, they realized, I don't like this job. I don't like this career. And so people are going back to school in 2021. People are changing job, changing workforces, careers. Um, And it really brings me back to purpose. Like, why do we do what we do? So, Seth, when you think of purpose, what first comes to your mind? When I think of purpose, what comes to my mind is what comes to many minds. And I think that what really comes to my mind is that we are wrong in this, Mm. but many minds jump to career or vocation. And, and yes, you know, sometimes we can find a lot of meaning and purpose in what we do, but who we are is, is, is not, it's more than just what we do. And so I think we need to have a broader view of purpose than just career. Yeah, that's a good word, but therein people's, People attach purpose to the things that they do, which, and rightly so. Yeah. You know, we want to do everything unto the Lord, everything really well. And so as we're thinking about this new year and what it is that God could do in this year, I think the purpose and the things that God's called us to are intricately linked together. So what do you think are some of the things that have possibly led to people doing this massive job turnaround, this massive education hunt? What do you think it is about 2020 that 
is maybe leading people to reassess their purpose. I think our lives have been so disrupted. Our, our, our habits, our rituals, our patterns of travel and patterns of everything have just gotten so, uh, so like disrupted that we can recreate new anything right now. And then on top of that, you add in just the, the mental exhaustion that people are facing, whether it be depression, anxiety, whatever, like it, it's, it's rampant right now. Yeah. And so, um, people are looking, um, to, to fix their minds right now. And that, that can be aided with new, you know, something new. Sure. My spirits get lifted when I buy something new. Oh, bro. I can spend lots of money on stuff. Yeah. Speaking of, I, I got a stimulus check. My, my second stimulus already came in. Are you calling it your stimmy? I like that. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, initially the conversation comes up, what am I going to spend this money on? Because you can't just save it. That wouldn't stimulate the economy in any way. So there have been times in my life where purpose for me has been linked to random extravagances that I thought I could buy. In, in mm. middle school, it was, if only I can get that PS2, oh, then, man. man, I'll fit in with all my boys. I have purpose. Like, I'll be able to play Star Wars Battlefront 2, and it'll oh. be great. Um, <laughs> that was the worst game you could have ever what? mentioned. No! I mean, <laughs> the contemporary expression of it, yeah, but the old one, the OG, was real dang good. Surely there are some people listening to this that can back me up. <laughs> Seth's just over here laughing at me, whatever. Um, but but MLB the show, bro. <laughs> it was all about MLB the show. That's why you needed a PlayStation. Okay, but if you go back to the N64, NFL Blitz. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, that was real good. Bomb. We can agree it, on that. It, okay, okay. Right there. We, we, got, we got some solidarity. So, but trying to find and ascribe purpose to, to things that don't matter. I remember when I first bought my... Br- Brand new truck. The first ever brand new off-the-lot truck that I got. I thought, man, this is going to be so cool, so fulfilling, so energizing. And maybe for two weeks. But after a little while, all those things just wear out and run out. Um, I can remember as a kid dreaming of like owning my own home. I don't know why that was such a thing for me. Maybe because we moved around a lot as as, as a family growing up. But when I first bought my house... It was cool for a month, and then I'm like, okay, I got to clean out the gutters. Like, the, the, the new and the, the intentionality of it wears off, and the things that you think would give you purpose just don't always. That's right. They don't. And, and sometimes even things that are, are good in and of themselves, we find joy in, but that's still not our purpose. Mm, wow. Um, you know, like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, like, you know, maybe an athlete finds purpose in their sport. Well, you're going to have a day without that sport. Yeah. And where's your purpose going to come from then? Or I'm a Steelers fan. A day where you just are not as good at your sport as you probably should be. That's right, Ben. Mm, It was bad. (laughs) It was real bad. Oh, well. So, uh, thinking about purpose, uh, for me, purpose comes back to, like, the very bottom. Like, what it is that you found your life on. So, for example, I I went to college to be a, a marketing major. And... I studied marketing and all that stuff. And I think in all of our pursuits, you ask, all right, why am I doing this thing? And as you peel layer off, it's like, well, I'm getting a marketing degree so that I can go get a job and have a career and make money. All right, but why do I want a job to have a career and make money? And if at the bottom of all of those layers, it doesn't come to to serve a a purpose that's much greater than myself, then at the end of the day, I'm really going to be found wanting more so than anything. Yeah, it, it'll be left, you'll be left unsatisfied if, if it's all been about you. Um, and, and, you know, 
on some level, you'll even be satisfied if it's all about your family. Like that sounds like a worthy purpose. You know what I mean? It does. But like if my whole life is even about my wife and my four kids, there will come a day when my kids will disappoint me Mm. and I'll be shattered. Why? Because I found my purpose in raising these kids to love me or whatever it might be. I know plenty of people that are godly people who think that their purpose is in their family and they'll let them down. Yeah, for sure. Our, Our purpose I mean, obviously this is a a Christian podcast, we know, but man, our purpose, if it's in anything other than, if it's found from anything other than God, it will let us down. And, and God, uh, I mean, we could, we could go into detail about how your purpose is going to be, um, you know, the word of God, like obey the word of God. He wants you to do this and that. But, but ultimately sometimes God gives you a purpose that is more specific. Maybe it is to do this or that or whatever, but, but it has to come from him if it's going to satisfy. Yeah. I, I think of Paul in Acts twenty twenty four. he says, but I count my life of no value to myself so that I can finish my course in the ministry I was called to, to testify to the gospel of God's grace. Like everything fit into that lens. Like Every relationship, every uh, every travel, every trip, every purchase fit into, but I count my life of no value to myself so that I may finish my course and testify to the gospel of God's grace. Um, and, and so for us, we, we have a purpose that God has called us to. And, and so once you have well, that purpose or you've identified that purpose, how do you then make other decisions related to purpose and plans? Well, let me throw this in. So like, uh, I was on a podcast with some guys the other day, and we were talking about how um, many times in ministry, pastors, youth pastors, whatever, uh, we seek glory, yeah. you know what I mean, for ourselves. Yep. And, um, and man, there was a quote that one of the guys said, and it comes from somebody really old that's dead, long gone, you know, <laughs> but it's awesome. And it was, man, our purpose as pastors is to preach the gospel, to die and be forgotten. If, if my, my life as a minister is so focused on Jesus mm. and his glory, then, then truthfully, I should be forgotten when my time is done. Yeah, it's that John the Baptist mindset, that John 3.30, like, he must increase and I've got to decrease. That's it. Uh, and, and so how do you then, identifying that purpose, we've got to mm. honor and serve God, do what it is that he says, and... Yeah. And really find our joy, our happiness, our foundation in Him. So, how do you make decisions based on career, or how do you make decisions about career, family, yeah. uh, education, with that purpose in mind? Well, when it came to making decisions for myself, um, I, I would pray about it, and God would speak, or maybe you know, I, I hate using this illustration, but a door would open and I would walk through it or a door would close and I didn't do that. But I I don't like that. I don't think that's pure. But, um, but I think that you will not fail if you are seeking to do God's will Mm. and to find the purpose he has for you, his sovereignty will keep you in it. And, and then I'd also say that, um, if you want to take a career and it be more than just a career, then find a way to glorify God in what you do. Absolutely. And, and, and so when I think about that, like I, I get so passionate about college ministry mm-hmm. because Seth, I really believe it's the most strategic mission field in the entire world. 
where else can you think that there are 18 to 22-year-olds that are all gathered together by the thousands in one place, and they make more significant decisions in, in that early period 2000s, of time? Justin Bieber concert. Oh. That's it. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Man, you're changing my whole life philosophy. Maybe I should do ministry at Justin Bieber concerts now. Okay, I'm, so I'm going to turn the rest of this podcast over to Seth as I rethink the purpose and intentionality for what my job and my career plan is. So, Seth, I, it's I yours. Can, I could just picture Ryan as a Christian pop artist. That would be so much fun. <laughs> or just a guy who literally went to every Justin Bieber concert. A roadie. Yes. Who, I'm not going to lie. His most recent song, pretty good. <laughs> Uh, together is the name of it. So that's it. If you're listening right now, maybe pause it, listen to together and then come back. Like (laughs) it'll be worth it. But, but really finding and ascribing purpose to the things that you do. Seth, you were telling me about a conversation you had even this morning about a, a lady who really took great intentionality with a group of guys. Yeah. So, um, I was, I was having breakfast with a friend and we were at the Cracker Barrel and uh, yeah. you have to put the article, the, in front of that when you talk about Cracker Barrel. It's the Cracker Barrel. Um, <laughs> and if you want to really go good, you got to add an S at the end. The Cracker Barrels. Um, okay, but there, sorry, just to interject, there are certain spots in Cracker Barrel where the experience is totally different. Yeah, you want to be close to the fire. You want to be close to the fire and within gazing distance of the checkerboards. That's so it. So that you can hone in and look and be entertained by the people having checker matches. Conversation might die down, and you need to watch a checkers game. That's you know, during it. the pandemic, the thing that's so burdened my heart is they took away the 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 game with the... The, the, the little pegs? The yes. little peg game. I was always an ignoramus. Yeah, so, so you know what I've done? <laughs> Every time I've gone in, I've bought a peg game in the lobby so that Played I can it. play it at my table. That's brilliant. I have five of them now. That That might not be brilliant. I mean, okay, moving forward. Oh, sure, sure. I was having breakfast at the Cracker Barrel, and I'm sitting with my friend. His name's AJ, and uh, we're just talking about life. We're talking about, um, you know, his business, his career, and, and we're just hanging out because we're friends. We, we build each other up for the sake of the kingdom of God. And uh, our, our waitress um, is a lady in her 50s, and we were just talking about, you know, uh, you know, talking to her. And, and I asked her, I said, Hey, we're going to pray for our meal. How can, how can we pray for you? And man, she, uh, she, you just saw her face change. Like I, oh, I'm, she's so broken because she, uh, she recently lost her nephew. Mm. He, he, he was shot in a, in a shooting in a mall parking lot. And, um, he was a, you know, sophomore, junior in high school. And, um, she just said, I need strength. And then we've got in detail talking about her nephew and then come to find out like he lived with her. She was, he was more like a son. Um, she's raised like eight or nine boys, whether it were hers or her nephews or their friends, like they, she just raised boys. And at the age of four, she lived in a rough area, lives in a rough area of little rock. And, um, and she was just talking about how like anytime one of her boys turned four, she put them into peewee football to keep them off the streets. Yeah. And uh, she would coach alongside the coaches. She was one of the coaches wow. for the teams. And now these boys are all in high school and college. And, uh, and, and you know, this one young man that was, that was killed, like, it just, it's shaken her because she mm. had such high hopes for his life. He was going to go to college and play football. And one of her uh, other, you know, nephew's sons is going to go play for Florida. He's already committed. And um, just – incredible story and and she's broke heartbroken and i just thought man what a wonderful testimony of purpose i i looked at her and i said you know it, it 
you know, I mean, I, my heart breaks with her. Like I told her, I said, my heart breaks with you. I said, but you know what? It, it, it just shows that God has you where you are doing what you're doing to raise up young men that will influence this world. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what she's doing. That's 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 one of the ways that God has given her purpose is she raises up young men in the faith and sends them into the world. Mm. And, and, and I think sometimes we get pretty narrowly focused on, okay, i got to find purpose in my job. I've got to find purpose in a career, in an academic path. But, but for her, I, I mean, even her work enabled her to do that with those, yeah. those kids. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, and so I just think, like, wherever God's placed you, he has a purpose for you right there, right then. Um, and sometimes identifying that is is hard. But I tell you, it's worth the work of doing it. Yeah. And and we all want our purpose to be big. Yeah, that's you true. You know what I mean? That's true. Like, when, I, when we read the Bible, we want to be David. Yeah. Or we want to be Solomon, or we want to be, you know, whomever, you know, Paul. I don't want to end up like Solomon. No, no. But... But um, I, I'm com- I'm a nerd out for a second, okay? Sure, sure. Uh, I like Doctor Who, okay? okay. And, <laughs> yeah, that's nerdy. Yeah, I know. And, and the- you made fun of me for liking Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront 2. <laughs> yeah, I did, didn't I? Um, in, in throughout the series of Doctor Who, there's a saying that he says repeatedly throughout the seasons. Um, and he says, there's nothing more powerful than an ordinary human. And when I think about our purpose... And I think about Christianity, that there's nothing more powerful than an ordinary Christian. Mm-hmm. And and we don't have to have some huge, magnificent thing. You know, there was, I've always heard the story about the person that led Billy Graham to Jesus. Yeah. Was just a Sunday school teacher who just did his job. And he probably didn't have like, you know, 5,000 kids in a Sunday school class. He probably had five. Yeah. You know, I mean, that person's... Everybody has a purpose, and, and, and God will outline it for you. He will lead you to it. If you are listening to his will, he will he'll direct you. Yeah, I, I think that's so significant. And, and, and you talk about the, the ordinary Christian. Like God yeah. has purpose in the ordinary Christian. And, yeah. and I think about Matthew chapter 1, which is really just this big old long list of names. Like this person gave birth <laughs> to this person who gave birth to this person who gave birth to this person. And then after some 60-odd names, you see... And then they gave birth to Jesus. And, and so you think, like, all through that lineage are normal people who made mistakes, who had failures, who had issues, who were unexpected. That, that's not Seth trying to escape jangling his keys. He <laughs> literally just drops stuff off the table, but it's okay. That, that's, not, that's not people who knew with great intentionality what their purpose was in that moment. Those were people who just tried to be faithful. And through the years, I mean, God brought about something that they never could have anticipated. Just through them parenting, being mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, really well. Some of them not even so well. I, I'm looking at right now in Genesis. I was grabbing my Bible. In Genesis chapter 5, verse 21, it says, Enoch was 65 years old when he fathered Methuselah. After he fathered Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and fathered other sons and daughters. So Enoch's life lasted 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and then he was not there because God took him. Like, Enoch was so in tune with God. He, he lived his life with God so closely that God took him, and he didn't. We, what we understand is he did not die. 
Yeah. He was just taken to be with God. Yeah. And, uh, and man, that's all we know about him. Two verses right there. And yet, uh, I have to picture, he was an ordinary Christian man. Yep. Ordinary godly man. Yeah. So, well, anyway. and, and, and so when you're walking down your journey, whatever that looks like right now, whether it's education, whether it's work, whether it's school, just know that God has meaning for you in the really mundane things and that he has a purpose that you don't often recognize and see. But I would say this, it is worth you fighting for your purpose, like fighting for the reason that God has you right where he has you right now. And even constantly evaluating God, where, where do you want to use me now and into the future? And where would you have me go next? And we'll, we'll finish with this. Like, it's a well-known statement through Christian history that the purpose of man is to know God and to bring glory to him. Yeah, absolutely. So what can you do with your life? What are you doing with your life that you can bring glory to God in? For sure. Well, hey, to get more great tips on finding your purpose in life, you need to show up to the Lead Defend Conference. We are making bold plans to have it in person this year with a reduced crowd. Usually there's up to 1,300, 1,400 people. We're having to cut back a little bit. So you need to go to leaddefend.org right now and reserve your spot. We can't wait to see you there. Look for me and Ryan. We're going to be playing Battlefront 2 on the PS2. (laughs) I actually have a PS2, so let's do it. All right, we'll see you there. That's it for this episode of Lead Defend. Until next time, check out our website at leaddefend.org for details on the next Lead Defend conference or shoot Seth and Ryan an email at leaddefend at absc.org. If you want to help us out, rate and review Lead Defend on your podcast app and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Now go lead. A podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention.